Well, hey there, podcast listeners. It's Brian and Tracy. And today we're going to talk about a topic for all of you married couples, whether you've been married for months or years or even decades. We're talking about how to avoid sexual temptations in marriage. Tracy, you do a lot of marriage counseling and mentoring. Mm -hmm. Is this a is this a thing? Is this, this is, a problem? This is a problem. Would you say that this problem is worse or better than, say, 10 years ago? I would have to think worse. I mean, I think there's always been infidelity and adultery mm -hmm. from the beginning of time. But I think in this day and age, what I notice more is the connections people make on social media that were not available to us 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, let's let's kind of talk through how that happens mm -hmm. a little bit before we even get to some of these other questions in this topic. So, you know, you're getting on Facebook or whatever the social media thing is that you do and uh, looking for old flings. I'm, mm -hmm. a, I'm guessing that's kind of a big mm -hmm. way that starts. Yeah, you can kind of tell. I mean, social media is a way you can present yourself, obviously, the way you want people to see you. So it doesn't have to be real. The highlights of your life. But I notice, especially when uh, friends go through hard times in their marriage or they're going through a divorce mm -hmm. or a breakup, and you just notice the things they start to post on Facebook is, you know, in your workout attire, um, you know, sexual face, you know, like sensual, maybe I should say, mm -hmm. flirty faces, like selfie poses. Mm -hmm. and, and you just start to see that people present themselves in a way that they're looking for attention. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you put that stuff out there innocently mm -hmm. uh, in some form or fashion, maybe subconsciously, they're hoping maybe somebody from their past or a friend or whomever might see that and say, you know, hey, what's going on? It's kind of a safe uh, way to be flirty. Okay, yeah. So that I guess that brings up a question. You know, some some couples listening to this, maybe they're listening to it on the road. By the way, if you're doing that, you're on a vacation or you're listening to it together, you know, sipping a glass of wine and uh, you say, let's strengthen our marriage. Let's listen to this <laughs> podcast together. So first of all, good on you. But secondly... Uh, this is a question they can talk about, Trace. Do you think that there's maybe a part of some people where, you know, because the, the topic here is how do you avoid sexual temptation in marriage? And some people might say, I'm not, I'm not positive I want to avoid mm -hmm. sexual temptation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe because why? We've been married, it's a seven-year itch or the eight-year itch or the nine-year itch or the two-year itch or whatever yeah. that they say, you know, I'm I'm kind of, you know, maybe bored. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We're getting real here, Trace. Yeah. Well, I think our culture definitely has moved further away from viewing marriage as a lifelong commitment. Mm -hmm. it's, it's more of a let's be together until one of us or both of us lose interest in the other or we right. get bored. Right. So if your mindset in marriage is kind of like, you know, this this isn't working as much for me anymore, or you've mm -hmm. changed over the years and I'm not as attracted to you, then our culture would say, then you're, you're, you're good to go. Or at least, you know, maybe go have a fling on the side and mm -hmm. um, maybe just not tell your spouse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so I guess what would you, I don't know, I'm just trying to think about this for a guy out there who's just listening like a regular guy who uh, maybe doesn't, maybe isn't motivated to avoid sexual temptation. 
mm-hmm. right? Because sexual temptation isn't just from another person. It might be porno- a pornography mm-hmm. addiction, you know, that you struggle with or, or maybe going on a business trip and you're, you know, I remember when, when we did some work with the Chicago Cubs, I remember that, you know, they had uh, mm-hmm. spring training down in, mm-hmm. in uh, Arizona and most, uh, not mo- a, a lot of the guys, I would say, a lot of the guys had a girlfriend down in Arizona. Right. And they had a wife and family back in Chicago. And so if those guys were listening to this, they probably would say, I don't know if I want to avoid that. I mm-hmm. kind of want to seek it out, right? Right. Well, and here's the thing. I think, I think what we have to pay attention to, or maybe the question to ask yourself, because part of what this topic that we're kind of basing this podcast on is this idea of belief and values. Mm-hmm. And kind of like what you believe to be right or wrong and then the values and decisions you make or the way you judge other people according to their choices. And I guess I would say I would challenge people that if you are engaging in sexual flirtation Mm -hmm. or having a fling or saying, you know, I can do what I want and I'm not going to be limited to just my spouse, you know, if you know in your heart of hearts that you would be embarrassed for your parents or a good friend to know Mm -hmm. what you're doing. If you do things in secret, if you're not honest with your spouse about what you might be doing on a business trip, Mm -hmm. then that says to me, it's probably somewhere in your belief or value system. You know, that's not the right thing to do. And so then you have to say, why do I want to hurt the person I'm supposed to care and love about? Yeah, that's good. Cause we, you know, we can't, you know, our, our purpose here isn't to force you to have values. This is a family values podcast. Right. So, you know, some people are on the journey toward family values. Um, Some people are not sure what they think about family values. Some people on the outside say that they have values. Mm -hmm. uh, But uh, but in real life, if you really knew what was going on, you'd see that they didn't. Right. But I guess I would say to a guy out there, I'm just going to appeal to a guy. I'm going to try to appeal to, you know, just Joe, Joe the plumber or whatever. Like, for me, I have just, I recognize how destructive divorces, mm-hmm. how destructive addiction is, you know, porn addiction or sex addiction. I see that in other guys. They've they've just, you know, ruined their lives. They've destroyed their families. They've destroyed their, you know, it's impacted their kids, mm-hmm. right? So it's, it really, it's not just a, I would, I guess I would say to a guy, like, think twice about that. Even if you don't really have that deep, deep-seated belief or value that you want to be an honorable man and a one-wife man, um, at, then if, if that's not you, then at least, at least think about what you're going to do to your, to your kids. Right. At least think about the legacy you're going to leave for your sons, mm-hmm. for your daughters. Think about if, if your son-in-law had that attitude with your daughter. Right. Is that, you're going to, you're going to say yes to that marriage. Right. So I, I think for a, for a guy, I would hope that you would just really stop and think, yeah, maybe maybe I should kind of reevaluate what I'm doing in in my life mm-hmm. or on my spare time. On right. in my spare time. Well, and I think it's the same thing for women. I think you just have to, you know, adults. We try to teach our kids that every every choice, every decision has a has a consequence, and every action has a reaction. So we teach our kids, like you know, be kind to others, and you know, if you disobey or you do naughty things then you're going to get negative consequences and that's no different as adults and i think for women out there too like think think long and hard about the the 
before you post the picture, before mm-hmm. you're flirty with the coworker, you're on the business trip and you're, you know, you're invited to go to for drinks uh, after the meeting and you just, you know that that could be a place that could bring a lot of temptation or could send the wrong message. Um, be mindful of that. Pay attention mm-hmm. to that. You might find yourself in a situation that you would later regret. So Trace, did it used to be maybe 10 or 20 years ago that this was, this was stereotypically a thing a guy would do, step out on his wife? Yeah. But but it seems like the women are catching up a little bit now. Yeah. I mean, I just think we are in an over-sexualized culture. Yeah. And so I think everyone just, no matter if you're a man or a woman, um, you feel like you should be free to explore and do what you want to do. Yeah. And by the way, in, in case anyone listening to this thinks we're just prudes, you know, <laughs> we, we we think sex is good. We think sex is gr- is great in the, in the proper context. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what we teach our kids. That's what we believe. And so we, you know, sex is a part of our marriage. It's an important part of our marriage, but we've made a commitment. We're, we've been married over 20 years now, and we have just made a commitment, like we're committed to each other for life. And so I, I love that our, that our relationship grows and deepens over time as we get older and our kids are getting older now. And, you know, we're a couple of years from true empty nesters and, there's nothing like looking at our daughter and looking at our son and saying, we love you guys. We're proud of you. And we're sticking together and we're going to, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to see your grandkids and we're going to, or our grandkids. And we're going to, you know, we're going to be, we're going to be this stable as much as we can. We're going to be this stable family, this model, this example of a family that we pray and hope that you guys will have as well with your kids. Right. And, and so so many families send the opposite message. So many marriages, and maybe some of you listen to this might say, you know, my parents are divorced, and my, you know, my dad's a sex addict or a porn addict, and my mom stepped out on my dad or whatever, and their parents stepped out on them. And so some of you might be coming to this topic saying, I'm, I want to break the cycle mm-hmm. that that is clear in my family, in our family. Like we're going to, we're going to try to break this cycle, mm-hmm. and and that's why I think you should. I guess that's a long way to get at why listen to what we're right. about to say here, right? right. Well, how do you avoid sexual temptation? Before you'll listen to the how, you have to th- listen to the why. So if, if none of those reasons grabbed you, then then maybe you're not going to pay attention to what we're mm-hmm. about to say here. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I think it would be really good. And kind of to your point about us not being prudes, um, we both have found other people in our lives attractive it's not like you and I are immune to that or don't right. relate to that, but we've we've had to be smart about building boundaries over the years mm-hmm. and even have had some honest conversations over the years in our marriage of people that we've been able to say, hey, so-and-so is a little dangerous for me. Mm-hmm. I'm attracted to them. Um, so I just need to be, I don't, you know, maybe so if it's like a couple friends that we have that mm-hmm. we've had to say, you know what, I... I don't know if I feel comfortable pursuing the friendship with them because mm-hmm. that person's unsafe. Like we've been able to have those conversations over the years and build, we've built in some safeguards for ourselves to protect us from those temptations coming in. Yeah. Let me give a specific example. First of all, an example of what not to do, men, um, when your wife is eight months pregnant, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's not a time to have that conversation. Um, have it. <laughs> okay. That wasn't your best. Yeah. You know, it was, well, you know, if I'm you like, remember, of course she's cute and you're attracted to her. I'm a two ton Tessie. Well, Trace, but if you remember what, what brought that about was some other friends of ours, the husband yes. had, had kind of 
gotten into some trouble and and you know what it, and I was kind of helping him through right. that and I think I was internalizing that a little bit like oh man I see one thing led to another for this guy and he right. was a good guy yeah. he was a good husband he's a good man he just you know he just made, made some mistake. mistakes and and so I just thought okay I'm not going to I'm not even going to let that seed you know get planted <laughs> so I just kind of brought it up there's you know nothing had happened or nothing anything close to that but I just was like hey just I'm going to be honest with you about this. And yeah, that was, that wasn't good timing for me. But I I appreciate this, the sentiment, but yeah, that didn't, that didn't land as well for me. Okay. But another example that was better was, you know, there was a, a, you know, when our kids were little, I think it was when our daughter was in kindergarten or something, she was at school and Mm -hmm. one of the other moms, right? I would run into her all the time and I could, and I think she was a single mom. I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure she was Mm -hmm. a single mom. And she was cute, but it was more than that. It was that she was, she just, I just got a vibe from her, right? Yeah. And so I wasn't sure what to do with it, but I, but I, I did feel like that was a safe one to say, hey, Trace, I get this vibe from her, like just heads up. Like I want to put that out there. Cause I think, I think what I noticed and guys, you should hear this. It's good for women too, is when you, when you put something out on the table, it sort of. Mm-hmm. hold you accountable to that right and i think if you do it when it's still innocent then that's how you nip it in the bud right right yeah yeah so you were able to say i just get this vibe and so that was good for me to yeah. know and i was kind of on the lookout then for that and yep. um yeah i mean that's going to happen it's not always going to be that you're necessarily the one chasing someone else you're going to feel a vibe or yep. somebody coming yep. on to you and you're just going to have to be prepared to know mm-hmm. how you're going to handle that. Yeah. You know, some of the practical things I'd like to say to couples today and this comes from marriage counseling, how many couples have come in saying, you know, one of the people have cheated and it's almost every single time it's through Facebook, almost every single mm-hmm. time. And it's messaging through their individual Facebook page. So the spouse doesn't see that, Mm -hmm. isn't aware of it. And that's why you do it. And so one of the decisions we made Mm -hmm. in our relationship and marriage was to say, we're not going to have individual Facebook pages. We have a couple's Facebook page. Right. So and, no, so nobody knows when your birthday is, because I think it's my birthday. I know. No one knows anything about me. But the point is like everything that we post on there is about, you know, it's our family. And so anybody that would want to reach out to me or to you is not going to do that as likely are not going to do that when they know this is like a couple's page. We both have access to it. It's like I'm saying to everyone out in the world, hey, ladies, yeah, sorry, this guy's taken. Exactly. That's right. So I just think that's a super practical thing, couples out there. If you want to safeguard your relationship from, from sexual infidelity... That might sound really stupid, but I'm just telling you, that mm-hmm. is just a breeding ground for making connections and being able to do it on the sly and just a good way to just earn trust with one another is to say, I am happy to give up my own Facebook page. I have nothing to hide. Let's just make one page mm-hmm. together. And then we're sending out a message to everybody else. Okay. So that's one of the practical examples of this point here, Trace, that to avoid temptation, you shouldn't put yourself in a situation where that right. temptation can occur. Because sometimes that happens even without you being, without you realizing that it's happening, mm-hmm. that you're being tempted. So, you know, you you innocently enough start your Facebook page, and one thing leads to the no- right. to another, and pretty soon you're checking the the of course the wall. Is that a thing still? I don't really the photo know wall. the right words. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know. the words. It's, you can tell we, we're yeah. not really into this, but <laughs> um, you know, of of of, of an ex girlfriend or someone right. at work. Oh, or, absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's very easy to start trolling social media and looking at their pictures yeah. and who they are and yeah and then send a message and it's all can be on the sly so so what what's another situation maybe uh, maybe how about a workplace yeah. situation where temptation can can occur that seed can be planted yeah you know I think some couples you know depending on work situations a lot of people say I don't ride in a car with the opposite sex, like mm -hmm. for long, long distances. Yep. Um, you do whatever you can not to be at lunch meetings or dinner meetings without um, more than two people if it's with the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. um, I think if you're traveling and going out for drinks at night is something that people do, I just think that would be an easy thing for you to just mm -hmm. say, I'm just going to avoid that scene altogether. Mm -hmm. um, because even if it wasn't going to be that that person was going to hit on you necessarily in that capacity, if you draw a boundary and say, hey, I don't I do not do that, mm -hmm. I'm not going to have drinks, that kind of sends a message to everyone that you're not looking for hookups yep. on business trips, yep. and that might save you from other situations. Yeah, two examples of this. A, a, a pilot friend of mine, mm -hmm. um, you know, pilots are notorious yes. for this, and he... He just, everybody knows, like, he, he does his job, and then he, you know, he might work out at the gym or something, you know, at the hotel, but then he stays in his room, reads a book, watches a movie, goes to bed. Yep. And everybody knows it. He just, he just doesn't go out and do drinks. Yep. You know, with the flight attendants and the yep. other pilots and whatever else. You know, it's just looking for trouble. Another, another businessman friend of mine, he travels a lot for business, and He's got a couple of female associates at work. He's just very above board with them. Mm -hmm. He's just very clear with them. He sets boundaries with them. Um, you know, hey, ladies, not to be weird, but I just want to let you know, like, I don't, I don't just, I don't drive in cars with one-on-one mm -hmm. -on -one with women. You know, I just, you know, I won't be having drinks with you when we're out there. Like, it's, you know, my marriage is very important to me. I'm not mm -hmm. trying to I'm not trying to suggest anything right. by saying that, that you are those kinds of ladies. I just want to make sure that you know that. Right. I think when you put that out there, people will know. If, if people are trying to get into that situation with another person, they're not going to go after you because they know that you've set that boundary. Right, right. You know, for me, I'm almost 50 years old and I've... I really don't have people hitting on me. Right. Right. Why do you it's think not, that is? It's I don't know, honey. It it's could not be them, the fact. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> but even when I was younger uh, and had hair. Yes. Uh, you know, I I uh, I just I didn't put out that vibe. Right. You know, our daughter is the same way. She's beautiful, uh, young woman, and she's she just doesn't put out that vibe, so she doesn't have that trouble. Right. You know, and I so I I think for guys and girls both, for men and women both, like. Be aware of the vibe you put out. Take ownership of that vibe. Right. And uh, and you can set some boundaries and you, it doesn't have to be, you know. Yeah, and I think it's also like you don't, there's a difference between hugging and like full-on body hug, yeah. right? Like even when you're inter interacting with your coworkers or friends yeah. of the opposite sex, like just be mindful that you're not pushing like your boobs up against a guy or, you know, I don't want to feel yeah. you're man parts on my leg when you give me a hug you know okay. what i'm saying e well now. maybe this not is, yours this is, a, this is a family <laughs> podcast we're getting a little fire i'm just saying i'm just saying like i think there's something with physical space also yeah and how you show affection yep. and having some appropriate physical space yeah that's right yeah joe just ask joe biden just ask joe biden <laughs> yeah all right so um well i like what it says here that the chorus of this mindset is we're just friends Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, we're just friends. Well, that's how m many 
if not almost every yeah. adulterous relationship, it always begins as just friends. Yep, we're just friends. You so just, it, you know, and it's not. It doesn't start sexual. Right. It start a lot of times. It starts emotional. That's right. Even before that, maybe just simply relational. Right. It goes from a relational to emotional. Right. To eventually sexual. Right, because that's the other piece of a boundary you want to put in place mm-hmm. is you don't want to share about your marriage problems with a coworker mm-hmm. or someone of the opposite sex. Like, don't be vulnerable and start sharing and start bonding over your right marital or family woes. Yep. Yeah, and I would say don't just don't bond. I mean, this may may sound weird, and some people might take exception to this, but just don't bond. Don't bond with the opposite sex. I mean, I don't have I don't have a close friendship with any women, right? You, it's you, it's you, you know. And I don't, I don't. So now we have friendships with couples, right? And so, the, and that's appropriate. But I don't have a friendship with another right. woman where I would go meet yeah. her for lunch or something like that. Yeah, I just don't think that's a good idea. I never yeah. hear that that ends well. I guess what's the argument for that? I'm just trying to think. Would some people say you guys are so strict and legalistic? And I just, I guess my response to that would be, we're no, we're so married. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and we hope to be in 20 more years. Right? Like why would you why would you put that why would you act like a single person mm-hmm. when you're married? Right. Or right? what is it that that person's giving you in companionship yes. that your spouse is not? Yeah. And that's just another thing of what happens with you know, just friends and having yeah. that emotional affair is you should be putting that energy into your marriage. Like what's broken, let's fix it. Right. Is your spouse not giving you what you need? Then go to counseling and figure that out. Don't go find it somewhere else. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So, and one of your other tips here re- related to that is you say it's important to be open and honest with your spouse. So for some, this mm-hmm. might mean allowing your spouse to have the final say on who can and cannot be your friend from the opposite sex. And right. I would I would say probably also then being open and honest about how you're feeling, if you're feeling disconnected, if you're feeling like you're not getting your needs met. Yeah. And I think even as a couple to be able to say, hey, how you interacted with so-and-so made me uncomfortable or like just being honest in a married relationship. Right. Just being able to say, or like there's been times of some of our friends that I'll say, he makes me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So I need you to kind of run interference on some things because I just don't like the way he looks at me or when he hugs me or whatever. Right. Um, Just be honest with your spouse. Or how about the time, uh, again, confession, years ago when we were working with college students and we were just, you know, probably... 10, five to 10 years older than them. Mm-hmm. There's a young young college student who needed help and mm-hmm. she was having emotional issues. And I remember I went into a room with her and closed the door. Yeah. And you, you know, you would, I think you peeked in, you know, there are other students at our home. You peeked in a couple times. And, and then when, when the night was over and everyone was gone, you just lovingly <laughs> zapped me because I'm, I'm, you know, again, I would imagine some guys are listening to this saying, I've never even heard of this. Right. I've never even thought about this. I've never even considered this. And, and I, you know, in other words, I'm naive, mm-hmm. right? And I think I was naive too. I trusted me. Right. And I thought you trusted me, which you do. But still, yeah. it's like, why would you put yourself in that position? Well, and I, you know, I don't trust her necessarily. Right. Plus, it's just the right. way it appears. I mean, I, you know, yeah. I think you were, she was just, I don't remember. We had a lot of people over, yeah. if I remember that yeah. situation. So you were just closing the door to, she was crying and upset. And you were just trying to find a quiet space to hear what was going on. Right. But, but even so, the point was, it was a lapse of judgment. It wasn't intentional for right. me, but it was a lapse of judgment. I put myself in a position 
but that that I that could have been dangerous. Right. She would have accused me of something. That's right. But besides that, the, I think my point is you were open and honest with me, and that was helpful for me because I think that really set a precedent early on in our marriage and our professional life. Like we are going to set these boundaries, but it took you sort of saying it to me, like, right. "Hey, hey, Brian, what were you thinking mm-hmm. right there? What were you doing right there?" And I, you know, I was probably defensive at first, like any guy would be. But after a while, I realized, yeah, that was that was foolish. Why did I why did right. I do that? Yeah. So be be honest with if you feel uncomfortable with something your spouse says or the way your spouse acts toward the member. It, like it's better to be op- open and honest with that early on. Yep. When it might just be a little bit of an awkward conversation for you as a couple, but it's a lot more awkward if you're having that conversation after oh, one, yeah, one absol- of you have made a big mistake. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I, so I just think couples out there, just be smart, get some good boundaries in place, talk about it as a couple and think through what, what works for you or talk about in your professional life how boundaries can be drawn or the times, you know, sometimes some people are like, I have to be in a car with someone, we're in sales and we're driving mm-hmm. from whatever. So, okay, then what are some boundaries that you could put in place even within that setting? Okay, so Chase, but one more thing. What about for the couple that's listening to this or the man or the woman and they've already crossed the boundary? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's let's give them some yeah. free counsel on this. Let's the first situation is let's let's say that someone who crossed a boundary, either relationally, emotionally, or sexually with another person or with a magazine or mm-hmm. a you know, you know, a pornography thing. What if someone has crossed a boundary and this their spouse doesn't know it yet yeah what would you say i would say you need to have a conversation you just have to go humble yourself and the quicker you can get it out there then you can deal with it and yep it'll be hurtful it's hard um, no one likes to feel shame or guilt or to see the pain that our choices can cause someone else but there's a lot of healing that can happen from that honest conversation and then getting some counseling and some help and working through some of those things that actually in the end, I mean, I've seen this many, many times uh, where couples come out of an experience like that much stronger and their marriage is, is much healthier because of it. Okay. So what about the couple then where one or both of them have crossed boundaries a couple of times mm-hmm. and it's kind of happened once and twice, maybe mm-hmm. small boundaries, you know, maybe not, you know, full on adultery couple once twice three times it's just frustrating now what would you say to both spouses the offending spouse Mm -hmm. and the victim the offended spouse what would you say to them in that situation yeah so we have a, a one of our foundational marriage principles in our library is about Uh, trust is earned, not freely given. And so to the person that's having a track record of stepping out or crossing lines, um, you have broken trust. And so your spouse isn't going to trust you and your words are going to be cheap. What they need to see is action. And so to the person that's kind of a habitual um, boundary crosser or has relationships, I would say you need to Seek some professional care because you may be dealing with more of a sex addiction. There's might be something more going on there that you'll just keep repeating that pattern going back after that same um, high or whatever that fix is for you in a relationship. To the, to the offended spouse, to the one that's um, being cheated on, I would say um, you shouldn't trust your spouse right now and you also should seek 
counsel and should put some very clear boundaries in place of what you expect from your spouse, what's okay, what's not okay. Um, and to just say, I'm not going to allow you to just continue to do this and then there not be any repercussion. Yeah, that's really good advice. So the topic is called How Do You Avoid Sexual Temptations in Marriage? You can find it on our family page at flextalk.org, along with all kinds of topics on marriage, parenting, budgeting, and so much more. So we encourage you to check that out, share it with a friend. And if you enjoy this podcast, make sure to like, make sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts so that you can keep listening and learning and growing in your family at home.